You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear. And I'm recording this podcast from outside. When it's Halloween, you gotta, if you're a good coach, you make adjustments. And that's what we're, uh, that's what we're doing. Um, I have four or five kids getting ready for Halloween. So we're, we're going with the outside version of the Arizona-USC game. And really, you know, it, it's, it's strange. I was, I was telling someone this earlier. When Arizona's lost games this year, you haven't felt okay about it, right? So, like, the Oregon game, whatever, some people felt okay. But, look, their QB still threw five interceptions, and they still got blown out in that game um, by the final score, right? No one felt good after the Colorado loss. No one felt good after the San Diego State loss. Uh, No one felt good after the NAU loss, obviously. I guess you could make an argument for the BYU loss. Um, Some people probably felt okay. I you know, it was kind of whatever to me. Um, Washington, the way it ended with the Will Plummer pick and all that, nobody felt good after that. This one, complete opposite. Like, no one on the message board is complaining. No one has texted me and said, oh, man, Arizona sucks. None of that. Because this was one of those games where you saw progress. And you could make an argument um, you know, if you look at a whole game scenario, that this was one of the few games this year where Arizona has shown progress. Um, because it always seemed like Arizona took one step back in the end of games. Colorado was f- 15 steps back. It just didn't feel right. And look, Arizona did not play a perfect game by any means. Um, you know, that still too many penalties. Illegal substitutions need to stop. Bad penalties need to stop, even though some of them were were a crap little tangent that anytime you see Mike Mothershed as the ref in a Pac-12 game, it's going to be poorly called. He called the USC-Stanford game early in the year where everything was a pass interference. He's called other Arizona games. He's just not a good ref. So it'll be interesting to see who the ref is for Arizona Cal um, because he is just bad all the way around every game, it feels like. Um, but with that being said, too many penalties, dumb ones by Arizona. Um, you know, maybe there's a PI that you, you're okay with. You know, it's aggressive defense, whatever it may be. But still too many of the, the dumb ones, the false starts, the offsides, the Rashi Hodge personal foul. If Arizona had depth, he shouldn't see the field anytime soon. Like, it is that big of a mistake at that point of the game to lose his temper, really because he got pushed as a player, as a football player. Like, I never understand that. You're playing football. The point of the game is to hit someone and then you see guys get pushed, and they lose their mind. Like, it's the point of the game. You know, you're, it's it's a physical football game. So, um, you know, it's penalties like that, that, you know, a lot of times it is a direct relation to coaching. There are other teams in the Pac-12. ASU has major penalty issues. Um, you know, you can make that argument. But at the end of the day, these dudes need to learn when not to jump off sides. Um, Arizona coaching staff needs to learn what's going on with the illegal subs. USC was was moving fast, and it looked like Arizona didn't adjust to it at all in that regard. So, obviously, there's things that need to be fixed. The secondary was not good in the first half. Arizona tried man. That's when it got beat. It was a little better when it went to zone. It actually went to zone a little bit um, for the first time all year, I believe. But overall, 
even though I listed the bad things, there was plenty of good, right? The biggest issue that Arizona's had all year is that quarterback. We've gone over it, you know? We got over it with Gunnar Cruz. We went over it with Jordan McLeod. We went over it with NAU Will Plummer. <laughs> we went over it with Washington late interception Will Plummer. This was the best game of Will Plummer's career. And if you look at the stats, they're not going to blow you out of the water. He didn't throw five touchdowns or any of that. All I said is they need to find a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over and can run the offense effectively, make the easy throws and all that. That's exactly what Plummer did. He made the right decisions to throw it away. They took a few shots deep. They don't need to be a deep throw the ball all over the field type of offense. That's not Arizona, and that's fine. They just need to take a shot once in a while to keep the defense honest. Like, I love what they did with Jamare Joyner on the first play where he just threw it deep because everybody in the Coliseum knew that he was going to be running the ball, but he did it. Um, thought Arizona should have done that with Joyner later on where I, I think it's, it's if you're going to play him, you can't be obvious that when you're playing him, it's always going to be a zone read uh, type of deal. Like eventually you got to let him throw downfield a little bit, throw a screen pass even, whatever it may be. Plumber running. Nice addition to the game. Made the right decision. Tried not to take sacks. He maybe took a, a bad sack or two. You know, it happens. But for the most part, made the right decision. But the biggest difference against USC was, in my opinion, um, you know, Jed Fish after the game said they went back, watched every pass this season so far, and basically said we need to really push throwing the ball downfield and trusting, having Will Plummer trust, that if it's one-on-one, -on -one, his receiver's going to make the play and not the defensive back. And he did that very well. He put his position, his receivers in position to make plays, and they didn't really help him very much either. The receiving core was, was pretty inconsistent. But basically, there is such a huge difference when you see a confident quarterback versus a non-confident quarterback. This was the first time all year we could see Plummer playing with confidence. That 16-yard touchdown run, I think, showed it all where he said, I'm going to make it. If he doesn't make it, it's a bad play. Throw the ball. But he made it. And he had the confidence and said, look, if I'm going to be strong enough, fast enough, whatever it may be, I'm scoring this ball. And he did it. And I don't think that the Will Plummer even last week would have done that. And a lot of times when a coach says it's the best week of practice they've had all year, it's BS. <laughs> like I said, I tweeted, that's what Fish said on Monday or, or Thursday. And, you know, I got a lot of crap for it. But after the game, Will Plummer said that something clicked in practice this week, and it was indeed the best week of offensive practice that they had. And it clearly something happened, and we'll see if it carries over to the Cow game, but for this week at least, something happened offensively where it just seemed to click, and they were moving the ball. And it was the first game where you watched Arizona, and you didn't say to yourself, well, we all know how this drive is ending, right? Like there was a chance every time they touched the ball that they were going to score. They had the yardage. And they missed out on some points. Missed field goal, which, you know, at this point, you got to make a... I'm not going to go on a huge rant, but at this point, you got to let Tyler Loop kick. Um, you've kind of seen what you can get from Haversick. Loop is fine at this point. He just needs to be the kicker. Like, there should... That's competition has been decided in games, uh, in my opinion. Eventually, you kind of got to move on to the younger guy. But overall, um, you know, it's... There's reasons for optimism, but it doesn't feel like fake optimism. Like, after the BYU game, we said there was optimism. We didn't know any better, right? 
after the Oregon game, a lot of people said there's optimism, but the quarterback still threw five interceptions. This is the first game where you say to yourself, if Arizona plays like they did Saturday night for every game the remainder of the season, there's no way that they don't win a football game. Right? Like, I don't know who it's going to be. It could be, you, it could be, you know, an upset against Utah, Washington State. It could be ASU, who's falling apart. It could be Cal this week, which I predicted. I'm going on record. I may look really stupid, but I don't. I'm a real man, and I don't go back on my predictions. I predicted last week Arizona would beat Cal. I think I said that a few weeks ago. Whether I believe that to be true or not, doesn't matter. I'm a real man, and real men put their predictions out on the internet. And don't bet any money on them, and that's what I'm doing. Um, but uh, with that being said, if Arizona plays as well as it did Saturday night against USC, it is winning a football game. It is going to win a football game. Um, we didn't say that any other time, you know. And look, that's an if. You know, I don't know if Arizona is going to play that well again. They could come out Saturday and crap the bed. Washington State all of a sudden looks pretty good. Right? They uh, destroyed ASU. Utah might be the best team in the conference besides Oregon. And ASU, who knows? Uh, Who knows what Arizona's going to look like by the last game of the season? And who the heck knows what ASU's going to look like with their coaching situation? And you got to think if they lose another game, you know, they're in danger of losing the team. Um, And so that's really, you know, it's, and that's another thing with Jed Fish, you know, that I don't think there's any question that. You know, you, you can be completely undecided on Jed Fish's coaching ability. Won't even argue it. Whether you think he's a good coach, bad coach, whatever, undecided, you know, that's whatever. I think it's too early to say he's a bad coach, but if you're undecided, yeah. I mean, I completely get it. There's no, you know, hard evidence that he's the guy. With that being said, I don't think it's up for debate at all that Arizona plays its ass off. Excuse the language, but they do. They really play extremely hard throughout the game. Um, I think oftentimes people mistake bad teams for effort and that even when a bad team is playing hard, it may not necessarily look good. Uh, I don't think that's what's going on here in the sense where they're playing hard. Like, there's no doubt about it. They're playing hard. They could have folded against USC at halftime. There are people thinking that USC was going to score 70 points. The defense was getting run over. um, And they were able to stay in there, not give up, and play hard until the end and I think that's much more meaningful when you're a bad football team than people think because it's very easy to lose that locker room and to lose the confidence in your team and once that happens it's all over you might as well and I said this with Kevin Sumlin that once that happened you might as well fire the coach you're wasting everyone's time because in college football and really probably the pros once you lose that locker room, once those guys stop playing hard it's over it's done move on you're wasting everyone's time and even though it's only seven games, you know, into the season or whatever it may be, uh, Arizona's still playing hard, and they deserve credit for it, win or lose. They're at least a team that has not given up and truly legitimately believes that it can win football games. And so that's kind of my little brief wrap-up of the game. It's – I just feel, and I'm, I know I said this before, that, like, it's okay, like, after the Washington game, people woke up on Sunday and they were pissed, like, my – friends were pissed my parents were pissed like people at root for arizona were pissed colorado forget it we all know how that was it was fire jet fish all day nau blah 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 
this was like I haven't heard one complaint about the game. Like you know, maybe oh I have, and that's the referees. But I haven't heard one complaint about Arizona's effort, and uh, I think there's something to be said for that. The big question now is, can he carry over? It's cool to talk about for a week, but if you don't do it next week, no one really cares what happened the week before. So we'll find out. Uh, hopefully you guys had a, a safe Halloween. we got a busy week. We're going to do another quick turnaround podcast about the basketball scrimmage on Monday, Jetfish Presser. Um, you know, a lot of stuff. we got a lot of stuff in Arizona. It's good. It's a nice time of year. So with that being said, I'm Jason Shear, Wildcat Scoop Podcast, wildcatauthority.com. Appreciate you for joining me. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.